Hey guys, it's uh, it's me, Nick Humphreys, and um, I'm here with Train Effective today, and we're going to do a podcast. Um, right now, I'm in a dark room where I'm, I've had some technical difficulties in getting this podcast set up. Um, so we're in a hotel somewhere in London, in the middle of London. We've somehow managed to find a power outlet to get this laptop working and do this webinar. Um, and because it's all been messed up, we're just here now, and instead... We've got some really dedicated people in this room, um, Sean, Michael, Yike, and Ivica. We've got four people in this room right now, and they've got some questions they want to ask. So right now we're getting in this podcast. We're going to get into this little session, and we're going we're gonna to bring some value to people. And, and let's just do this, all right? Let's get in. Train effective. This is how we do it. So first question, Yike, uh, Yike asks, or let's start with Ivica, right? Ivica. What's up? Avika asks this question. I just want to go pro in football, but I have some problems in my game that are making me think that I won't do it. I have some problems to control the ball when it's coming from so far. And I don't know why, but when the ball is so hard, I'm scared to put my head on it. Um, so Avika, Avika's first primary aim in this world uh, and I don't know if Ivica is a girl or a guy, but I, I think it's a girl's name, but I, I'm not sure. So please forgive me. Um, okay, Ivica is a guy. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's like a, I never heard that name before. So Ivica, the dude, has this goal that you want to reach the top, right? You want to you wanna reach a pro level, which 99.9% of, of people that attempt to do it won't achieve that level so that that's point number one is you have that goal and in order to reach that goal in order to be one of one of the zero um zero point one percent of people to do that you got to sort out those issues that you have now in order to do that <clears throat> one of those issues that you have is having problems to control the ball when it's coming from so far um, so for me, this sounds like a long ball that you get from one side of the field to the other and you try to control it and you have, you have problems in controlling with the first touch from the air. So that's, that's problem number one in reaching your goal. Problem number two is when the ball is hard, I'm scared to put my head on it. So this could be something like a goal kick and the ball's dropping down with, with pace and you don't you don't want to head it. Um, this could be like a defensive clearance where a cross is coming in, and and you want to head that ball out. So that's the second problem: it's heading. <clears throat> Rather than I, I will give you specific advice on how to solve both, but to make this podcast relevant to everybody that's listening right now, what I'm gonna what I want to try and do is just give the more macro overview of what it really takes to get to that pro level. So to be one of that, one of those 0.1% that make it to that pro level, Avika is doing a really good job here because he's, he's identifying his, his things, his weaknesses that he needs to improve. Um, let me tell you guys something. I had a, um, and th this all relates to Cristiano Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, a few months ago, I had what was um, 
an amazing talk. You, you guys might know that um, that Train Effective teamed up with uh, Rio Ferdinand. And one guy that Rio Ferdinand worked with at Manchester United was a guy named Rene Mullenstein. He's a Dutch coach, a uh, famous Dutch coach. He was the assistant to Sir Alex Ferguson at Manchester United, um, which is arguably the greatest manager in the history of football. He was his assistant at Manchester United for about uh, somewhere between five to 10 years. And um, Rio introduced me to Rene. And I, I went over to I went over to um, to Manchester to go meet Renee. We kind of we kind of met at this coffee shop, and we just we're just speaking to him about like um, just a couple of different things. But anyway, we we were speaking about basically how to improve, get better at football and improve. And he was telling me his example with Cristiano Ronaldo, and this is this is a framework you can you can apply to whether you want to be a footballer, a pro level footballer, or a pro musician or chess player or whatever, but this is how it goes, okay? <clears throat> I'm sitting at the coffee shop with Renee, which by the way, was very surreal because you could see the people in the coffee shop knew who he was. And I was kind of just sitting there like, and I was all my, also myself going like, wait, I'm sitting across the table of Renee Mullenstein who has Sir Alex Ferguson in his phone, Cristiano Ronaldo in his phone, um, and some of the other great Manchester United players. So first of all, this is a very surreal moment for me. But anyway, it doesn't matter. We get that over very quickly because he's a super nice guy. I'm sitting in the coffee shop. Me and Renee are sitting there having coffee. And I ask him, I, I tell him a bit about my story and how I went to the pro level, training with professionals, going to tryouts and stuff from being an amateur. And I, I told him how I did that. And one of the main ways I did that was making my strengths amazing and making my weaknesses my strengths my strengths amazing and my weaknesses my strengths how did i do that well i would sit down every week and write down my strengths and my weaknesses i get a piece of paper put a line down the middle strengths weaknesses and i, I in the the left hand side which would be strengths on this piece of paper i'd write like finishing um speed and then on the other side is my weaknesses. It would be like decision making, um, speed of speed of play, speed and speed of play are different. So playing with one, two touch, things like that. I write them down every single week, and I and I'd ask myself, am I am I making my strengths amazing, and am I am I making making my weaknesses my strengths? So I told Renee this story, and he said, Oh, Nick, that's a great story. You're obviously very ambitious, and congratulations for making it so far and um he was very enthusiastic about the story because he said well nick this is kind of similar to what we did with cristiano and if you ever google cristiano ronaldo and renee mullenstein um you'll see a picture of them together i think it was like a champions league picture or something but there's a specific quote out there where renee mullenstein talks about winning the 2008 Champions League with Cristiano. And in the first couple of weeks of that 2007-2008 season, Cristiano Ronaldo had a period where he got a red card and I think he was out for three weeks. And in that, in that um, time, he couldn't play for three weeks. He worked very specifically with Rene Mullenstein. And so basically Rene Mullenstein asked Cristiano at this table, he asked him, okay, Christy, or Ronnie, I think they call him Ronnie. I don't know what they call him. Christy, Ronnie, 
hey, um, what's your goal this season? What do you want to achieve? Now, in that 2006-2007 season, Ronaldo scored, I think, 28 goals in that whole season. Pretty good as a striker for Manchester United. Um, Rene asked him, what's your target for 2007-2008 season? Ronnie said, well, I think I can, I scored 28. I don't know if it was actually 28, maybe it was 22, whatever. He said, uh, I think I can score mm, 30 goals this season. And Rene said, okay, Rene, uh, Ronnie, I know your ambitions are to be the best player in the world. Um, I think you can get 40 goals this season. Ronnie says, okay, whatever, you know, Ronaldo loves a challenge. So, okay, 40 goals, whatever. Cool. Okay. Cool. Ronnie accepts that. Then what Rene does on a piece of paper, he puts the numbers down on the page from zero to 10. So zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. Just imagine a blank piece of paper with the numbers zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, all the way up to 10 from top to bottom. What Rene does then is start rating or asking Cristiano, what are your strengths and your weaknesses? Let's go through every attribute you have as a footballer and rate them from one to 10. So Rene asks a question, all right, what do we think about your, your dribbling, your dribbling skills? Um, Rene goes, I think it's like, and when we say 10, we're talking best in the world. 10 are the Pele's, the Messi's, the uh, the Maradona's, the very best to ever play. That's a 10. Zero is nothing. Five is a professional level. So let me repeat that very clearly. 10 is best in the world. Five is professional level. Zero is just everybody starts at zero. So Rene asked this question about dribbling. Ronaldo says, um, I think my dribbling's are eight. I can't remember what Renee specifically said. Maybe it was 8, 8.5 or 9, but it was very high. We're talking like 8. Renee says, okay, cool. This is all self-evaluation. Um, Renee's not putting any input in this. This is all self-evaluation, something that you two listening right now can do at home. So he says, okay, dribbling 8. Uh, what about your, your, um, your shooting, your shooting power? Ronnie says 8.5. Eight says cool. Now, what about your shooting accuracy in in the shots that actually you score or go in the goal? Ronnie says, "Yeah, okay, I I I was powerful with my shots, but not accurate. So I think like a six point five seven." Renee says, "Cool." Um, and basically, they start plotting out all these strengths, all these weaknesses. I believe his strengths were like dribbling, um, shooting power. And speed, I think speed was like 9, 9.5, maybe even a 10. Um, the, the improvements that he needed to make were decision-making, which I don't know, probably everybody listening, most people listening wouldn't have seen Ronaldo, remember Ronaldo properly playing at Manchester United. I do, because I'm a bit older, but for the most people, they never saw him play at Manchester United properly. But um in 2004, 2005, 2006, this kind of period, 2007, he, Ronaldo was a great player, but he made very poor decisions in sometimes he'd over-dribble rather than pass. Sometimes he'd take the shot on and try shoot for the for a corner. He should have gone for the near post instead of the far post, that kind of thing. 
So when Renee asked the question, what do you, what do you think about your decision-making? Ronnie actually put it low. He said, maybe I'm a three or a four. And remember, we want to get all the weaknesses up to the professional standard, right? Because you, you need all your attributes to be at least a professional standard. And then from there, make sure you got some strengths at a 10 out of 10, 9 out of 10, 8 out of 10s that you can rely on. Back to the thing, they plot all the attributes on the piece of paper. Now that they've plotted all the attributes on the piece of paper, the next step is this. Renee asks Ronnie, Renee asks Ronnie this. Just remember, we're still in the coffee shop. Renee's writing this down on a piece of paper. I'm still, I'm still like, this is still going over my head. Like, this is Renee Munstein, guys. Like, like, this guy's a big deal. Like, he's, when you ask Rio who's one of the best coaches he's worked with, it's Renee. Because as a one-on-one -on -one trainer, he's just amazing. And um, when Renee was showing me on this piece of paper, he was drawing these lines. He was plotting it out. Listen, he was like the captain of a, of a ship or captain of a, like a, like a, like an army strategy commander dude. Like he would put lines all over the place. He knew exactly where to place them. He knew what to do. He he's done this before. Amazing dude. Anyway, we're seeing this piece of paper. We've plotted all the attributes down. The next step is all right. In order to, to do these things in order to score 40 goals this season, just his short-term goal for that season. And in order to make his decision-making better, in order to make his accuracy of his shots better, um, in order to make his stamina better, et cetera, et cetera, what does he have to do? So Renee in, that, in those first few weeks of the season started plotting out, okay, what is it going to take? What do we have to do in your training to make sure you score 40 goals? What do we have to do in your training to make sure your goals are, are um, more accurate, your, your shots are more accurate? So what they do, the next step, is very, very interesting. And if you don't take any way away from this, 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 um, this podcast, then please take away this. And this, this is so relevant to every player out there in any, any position. This, this is such a golden piece of advice. And it's this. The reason why Ronaldo didn't score 28 goals that season he actually scored 42 goals that season and won the Champions League and the Premier League with uh, Manchester United is, is this reason. This is what he did. In that first three weeks of the season when uh, Ronaldo was out with a red card and Ronaldo and Rene were working together, this is what they did. They go on the training, training ground to a goal and Rene would explain to Ronaldo, here are your zones. You've got zone three, which is like um, kind of outside the box, but more in, in the corners, the diagonal corners of the, the edges of the box. So when you think of zone three, we're thinking of um, edges of the box, limited chance of scoring, limited angle to score. Your angle is not very um, wide to score. So that's kind of the edges, right? Zone two, now we're talking more more inside the box we're talking say from the from the um from the goal box um up until say the goal the goal actual goal goal post that's zone two and then zone one we're talking penalty box um inside the 16 yard arc uh but more in the middle so we're talking if we talk about the goal box the middle is zone one the 
coming towards the edges, that's zone two, and, and the real edges are zone three. And what Renee said is, Ronnie, most goals are scored in zone one. If you want to score more goals as a player, be in zone one. Take shots in zone one. Because zone one, around that penalty spot, around the middle of that 16-yard arc, is where you're going to score the most goals. That's when your angle to shoot is the biggest. Okay, that's when the goalkeeper can't really block off the angle because if you're shooting from the penalty box, let's say, you can go left of him, right of him. He can't really block off the angle. He's straight there in a, in a static position. And that's such a great piece of advice because if you start applying that and really thinking about that and you play as a striker, you know that most goals are scored in zone one. When a corner comes in, when a when a there's a counter attack and you're sprinting up the field, you want to be in zone one. That's your that's your biggest chance of scoring. So that's a huge takeaway. And if you look at that season of what Ronaldo did, um, you'll see that most goals were scored in this zone one, zone two region. And um, that's all because, and I don't know if you can really. It, it, it's hard for me to say if you can directly attribute that to Renee and Ronaldo's conversation and what they did, because I wasn't there. So I, I don't want to just talk out of line, but it seems like if they didn't have that conversation, Ronaldo probably wouldn't have scored 42 goals that season. He would have scored less, but this is something about being smart in football. It's about setting goals, realistic, uh, setting goals in a way where you first look at yourself and you evaluate yourself and you get a piece of paper out and you ask yourself, what do I need to improve? What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? How do I rate my shooting power? How do I rate my shooting accuracy? How do I rate my dribbling? How do I rate my first touch? How do I rate my, um, my, my passing, my long passing, short passing, long passing, heading, um, volleys? How do I, how do I, how do I rate my defending, my defending skills? And if you want to be at that pro level, you got to get all those attributes up to a five level, all right? So you're at least at the professional standard for all, and then have those 10 out of 10s, 9s out of 10s, 8 out of 10s, which really differentiate you from every other player there is. With Ronaldo, it's his shooting. Um, in the past, it's, it was Ronaldo's speed. Um, in, with Messi... I don't know if it still is because I haven't watched Messi play recently, but it, it was it was his dribbling, probably still is now, his dribbling, his speed of dribbling, his, his finishing accuracy. You wouldn't say Messi's a powerful shooter, but he's definitely so accurate with his shooting, right? Probably more accurate than Ronaldo. Um, so you've got to have those 10s out of 10s. If you're Van Dyke, your your defending is 10 out of 10. Your, your heading is 10 out of 10. Your heading accuracy, your heading power is 10 out of 10. Your play intelligence, Van Dyke is such a smart player. Play intelligence is probably nine out of ten. So, so you got to look at all these things. So, back to your point, Ivica. When we go back fifteen minutes ago, ten minutes ago, and we ask, we ask ourselves, okay, you want to play at the professional level? You're asking yourself all the right questions. You have a problem controlling the ball when it's coming far, which is your first touch, and you don't know how to how to control a header well 
um, or, or place a header. So these are two things, first touch, heading, and these are two things you can plot on that zero to 10 chart and ask yourselves, ask yourself, okay, what do I need? What do I need to do in training and in individual training to work on that? And that's it. So Evika, what I'm, what I'm trying to say with all this is, is every single player in the world has strengths and weaknesses. You want to be at a professional level. So you, you know, now what you need to do, be patient. All of this takes patience. If you have a plan every week to improve each attribute and you keep working on that, not just one week, but after 10 weeks, you improve your dribbling. After 10 weeks, you improve your defending. After 10 weeks, you improve your shooting accuracy. 10 weeks, 10 weeks, 10 weeks, 10 weeks. And you keep working for those 500 weeks every week, improving. Imagine how good you can get. And that always goes back to my point about 10,000 hours, about being patient and about working hard. And um, I'm not going to give you specific technical advice on a kind of voice format because I think it's very, very difficult to do that. It's very important to do that kind of thing visually. And if you want some tips and advice, go to the Train Effective YouTube channel and uh, search in uh, first touch control from the air and you'll see our Train Effective video on first touch control from the air. And um, also also uh, YouTube, Google, uh, also YouTube, sorry, YouTube train effective heading, and you'll see a heading tutorial too. So I think that'll, that'll help you a lot, Ivica. All right, so that's my answer there. That's how Rene Mullenstein transferred Ronaldo. That's, how you, that's one of the ways you get to that professional level. And that's one of the ways you create a plan to get to the professional level as well. So I hope that helps. Got it? Got it. Does that help, Ivica? That's just it, man. I, like, and just going back to that, like, I was in that coffee shop. Renee Munshin was there, and um, that to me was a surreal moment. But somewhere where we should be with Train Effective, and somewhere where I'm so happy to be able to 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 share that knowledge and advice that he shared with me, because I think if Renato did it, and he improved himself in that way, uh, you can do. You can improve yourself in that way too. And that's how you really, coming back to our motto, train like a pro. So that's it. Boom. Next question. I want to play soccer. Take a water break. Write some notes down in your phone or write some notes in your book if you've got a notebook um, about that conversation because you, you don't want to forget what I just said. Listen, guys, that's golden nuggets. And I know there's not many people that would be listening to this. But I'm telling you, that's some golden nuggets right there, 100%. <clears throat> Evika says, um, in, in reply to what I just said, yes, man, thank you so much. While winter break, I was, I was training. The others just stayed home and drank alcohol. But I will continue to put the hard work. <sighs> this is another thing I just want to state real quick. If you want to make it to that professional level, you want to better yourself, you're not going to be able to do that by going out with your friends every night or staying home and drinking alcohol every night and not doing anything. You've got to put in the work. And if I just come back to 10,000 hours, man. Listen, if you're serious about this, if 99.9% .9 of people don't, don't make it to that professional level, 
what's going to separate you from those 99.9%? Because I'm telling you that most people, when they go in their pursuit to greatness, they lose focus. They lose track. They think it's, they think once they've made a little bit of progress that it's easy. It's not easy. If, if any day is easy for you, you look back on that day, you go to bed and you put your head in that pillow and you think, oh, today was easy. There's something wrong. You're not pushing yourself hard enough. You're not working hard enough. Sure, you can have easy days. You need holidays. You need recovery days. You need days where you might not even think about football. That's important too. But for the most part, when you hit that, when you put your hit, a pillow on your head, when you put the head on, your, on the pillow, damn, bro. You want to think to yourself, today, I've made sacrifice. Today, while my friends were out drinking at the pub, while my friends were going to that party tonight, while my, while my friends were playing Fortnite, I was there hustling in the cold grind on my dream, which no one else believes in, maybe, except me. And that's not easy. It's not easy getting out there physically putting yourself under that pressure. It's not easy giving up other things sometimes in order to pursue, pursue your dream, which, which there are no guarantees, absolutely no guarantees that you achieve, but just know that you trust the process and you love the process. And you do that every day, then you will go so far. Whatever it is you do in life, seriously, like you'll go so far. And that's why I'm saying, Vicar. I'm just, I'm just telling you that, man, as, as I feel you, I understand. And I want to, I want to support you in, in being your friend in that and saying, listen, if you want to chase your dreams, you want to, you want to go big, you want to make it somewhere, you have to make those sacrifices, but that's what it starts with. The actual sacrifice, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sean's got another question. And this kind of kind of relates back to what I was saying just 30 seconds ago about belief. He says, um, Sean says, I want to play the highest level I can go. Uh, many people, especially some close friends, doubt me, but I don't listen to them. All I want to do is prove them wrong. My biggest struggle is scheduling my time for individual training since school gets in the way a lot. What is your opinion or advice on how I can do that? <clears throat> Number one on uh, proving them wrong. Sean, I love that. Um, I think to be the best in your field, to, to become truly great at, at what it is you want to do. Uh, I have the same mentality right now about train effective. I think train effective should be, if you think about football, train effective should be your number one thought. And if we're not that number one thought, especially on improving in football, if, you're, if we're not that number one thought, I'm saying to myself, what are we doing? Why is freaking other YouTube channels got more subscribers than us, more followers than us? Listen, I think we've got the most value to provide. We connect with people's purpose. We should be number one. We've got good things and only good things that we want to provide to people. And a good heart and good spirits and great people. And I myself ask myself every day, I want to prove those doubters wrong. I want to prove those people that, that are deciding to watch the F2 freestylers instead of our channel, yet they have a dream to go play football higher. To me, 
I'm, we're doing a disservice if we're not reaching the people that have dreams, bro. Far out, man. We're doing a disservice. So what are we doing? So back to your point, Sean. I love that. I love that desire that you wanna, you wanna, you wanna go to the top. And even if people doubt you, you go anyway. Because I know a lot of people who doubt Train Effective. I know a lot of people who doubt me, and I and I just know a lot of people that might doubt you too if it comes to your dreams. So I, I understand that. Now, number one thing about that is use that as fuel. Use that as motivation. Use that as as your desire to wake up at that earlier than uh, your alarm bell to go to sleep earlier wake up before the alarm at you know early i'm just using an example here but maybe you want to wake up at six go get to the field do some training do your thing before school starts maybe you need to wake up at five whatever it is you need to do but just use that use those doubters use that hate that you might receive as fuel to the fire that you got inside of you got it let's do it Second part of your question, Sean says, um, my biggest struggle is scheduling my time for individual training since school gets in the way. <sighs> Excuses. I want every single person listening to this to get rid of their freaking excuses. Every single person listening to this right now, I want to get rid of your damn, stupid, dumb, lazy excuses. If your goal is to play at a professional level, you need to cut out every freaking excuse that you've ever said in your whole damn life about everything. If you want to play at the professional level, if you have big dreams in your life, cut out every freaking excuse. There are no excuses at all. If you don't put in the work, if you don't work harder than every single person that you know, you will not make it. You will not get there. And if you do make it because of luck, of pure luck, you will not sustain it. You will fall off. You need to be the hardest worker of anybody that you know. Far out, guys. I'm so passionate. I hope you can hear it about, about this topic because I feel in, in this generation right now that there's people that, too many people that don't want to put in the freaking work, don't want to hustle, man. Because everybody's used to getting something so quick. You're used, to, you're used to posting a picture on Instagram and getting likes within a minute. You know? You're used to ordering something on Amazon and getting that, that package the same day or the next day. And I just want to use this time that we have together as fuel for you to say, when it comes to chasing your dream, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes work. And with that work, it means absolutely no freaking excuses. Cut out every excuse. You have the time. Your only commitment is school. You know how many hours school takes of your week? I, I, let me tell you this. If you go to school from 8 to 3 p.m. every day, okay, let's just use that example. That's um, seven hours of school a day. Don't forget in that time at school, you got a one-hour lunch break usually. So when you use that one-hour lunch break, really, in reality, you got six hours okay, six hours a, a, a day of school. And you got to ask yourself, six times five, that's 30 hours of actual school a week. Six times five, six hours a day times five, six hours a day, guys, 30 hours a week. And if you're actually focused and paying attention in that time, 
and you're not messing around with your friends and you're actually focusing on your work, you, you will get A's. Maybe you get B's, but you, 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 can, you definitely have a shot of getting A's if you, if you really stay focused and not mess around and do your thing in that time. You put on 10 hours of that time for homework, okay, on average, because when you account holidays, when you account, you know, weekend, uh, holidays, weekends, whatever, like really in school to get good grades, you probably need 40 hours a week if you use it efficiently, okay? I know exam periods and stuff are higher and everything, but on average, 40 hours a week throughout the year. You know how many hours a week you have in a whole, in a whole week? 168. 168 hours in a week. 24 times 7 is 168 hours in a week. If you subtract sleeping and let's say you sleep nine hours, uh, nine hours a day, uh, sorry, nine hours a day on average, okay? That's a lot, but let's say you, you do nine hours a day. Plus for, for, for showering, eating, maybe that's five hours a week. That 63, okay, plus five. So nine times seven is 63. Um, plus five for sleeping and stuff, that's 68. So, so after sleeping and doing the necessities, sitting on the toilet and whatever, that's 100 hours you got left in the week, minus 40 hours to get A's in school. You've got 60 hours a week to play around. 60 hours a week to play around. Who here still has freaking excuses when you have 60 hours a week to play around and you can't even train 20 minutes in that day that you're making excuses? Flush your excuses down the freaking toilet. People in this hotel are going to get mad at me for saying that. But I'm going to say that again. Flush your excuses down the toilet. Next time you go to the toilet, think about all the excuses you're making and literally spit them out in that <laughs> toilet paper. Flush it down the toilet. Spit it out, flush it. Because if you're... 15 years old, 16 years old, 23 years old, whatever, how old you are, and you're complaining that you don't have enough time because you have school, you're not going to make it, period, at anything. Because in this game, if you want to be one of, that, one of the 0.1%, you can't have any excuses. You can't say you don't have time. You can't say, oh, but I had this, and oh, no, but Cindy's party was the, on Friday night, and but I have dreams of becoming at the top level. So yeah, I, I went to Cindy's party the other night and because of that, I didn't hit my goal this week in training and yeah, I don't have enough time. Give up now if you're making those excuses. Give up, give up. I just want to be that stark reminder that in order to achieve your dreams, you need to do so much more than the competition, so much more than the people around you. You need to be that outlier. You need to be that 0.1%. Bro or sis, period, 100%. God, Sean, go to that toilet right now and spit out your excuses. Jeez, Louise. There's a quote for you too. So there, there you go. To summarize, guys, um, Sean's first question is about doubters. Okay, use that doubters, doubt, doubters and those people that don't believe in you as fuel because every winning athlete Every great person that's achieved success in their life has doubt. Barack Obama was a black man. People think he couldn't be the president until he did. 
Novak Djokovic and Roger Federer played in the Australian Open semifinals um, a couple of days ago. Novak Djokovic, no one wanted to win. In Australia, everyone wanted um, Federer to win. So when Djokovic won a point, all the he wasn't really even getting applauded. All the applause were going to Federer when he won a point. So think about all the people that doubted Federer, that didn't want Federer, uh, didn't didn't want Djokovic, sorry, to win. Didn't want Djokovic to score a point. Yet in that stadium, when people are booing him, when maybe he's the only one in that whole stadium, along with his team, coaching team, that really believes and really wants them, him to win. But he just used that as fuel. He used that as motivation. He used that doubt as the flame that allowed him to win that semifinal, which was an amazing game, by the way. Fair play to Federer. And then win the final and win the Australian Open and be the legend, legendary tennis player that he is. You know? That's, that's it. Barack Obama, Federer. Um, Jamie Vardy, perfect example you can always use. The amount of people that doubted Jamie Vardy. The amount of people that doubt Cristiano Ronaldo because he's 34, 35 years old. And think that, you know, he's too old to play now. Still the best player, if not the best player, one of the best players in the world, period. LeBron James. Um, might not be this season or the season before, but 36 years old, best player in the NBA. Everyone doubted him. That can he continue it, up, continue it at that age? Use it as motivation. And finally, flush all your excuses down the toilet, sis. Last question, then we got to go. We're going to go right now. Um, thank, thanks, by the way, guys, for, for being here, because I, I appreciate it once more. And um, I, as I said, I, I really feel like I'm, I'm, I'm in an element right now. I'm in a zone where I'm on fire. This 2020 vision has got me, got a flame under my butt, and I'm just ready and pumped to go every day. So um, I just feel like I'm in, a, I'm in a, a moment right now where any advice I'm spitting, if you apply it, I just, I just believe. I just know you'll succeed at whatever it is you want to do. I just, I just, sometimes you feel it. And right now I'm in a wave. So Sean just came back from the toilet. Sean just said, came back and felt so good. <laughs> Everybody listening right now, if you've got a toilet near you, go to the toilet right now, spit out and flush out all your freaking excuses. God. Avika, this is an inspirational story for everybody. I'm training football for six years. When I started, I was so bad footballer. Everyone at the club was shouting at me like, leave the club. What are you doing? Do you, do you know how to even play football? He says, I didn't give up. I put hard work and now I'm better than all of them that were shouting at me. Yeah, listen, I, I give... I guess this podcast is so much about hard work and, and about proving doubt is wrong. Um, I had a, um, I, and, I, and I, I wrote this in my book. I, I released a book recently. It's a 30 page book. It's a very short read, but for anybody that um, really wants to know my story from Nick Humphreys, um, just Google, or I, I suppose Google, oh, no, hold on. Where can you get it? If you DM me, okay. DM me on Instagram at Nick Humph. N-I-C-K-H-U-M-P-H on, on uh, Instagram. Um, and you just, you just send me a message and say, Nick, can you send me the book you were talking about on your podcast thing? Then um, I will send you the link to it. And yeah, it's for free. So 
if you're listening and you want that and you want to read something, um, like send me that DM at Nick Kampf and I'll, and I'll give it to you. Okay, cool. Um, but, but this is the point I wanted to get. When you're, when you're first starting out on your journey and you want to become the best, don't look towards England or Europe or you need to play professionally and all this kind of stuff. Listen, focus on the club, focus on your team that you're in right now. And if you don't have a team, focus on getting in a team. But for most people that are in a team, look at your team and look at the best player. Okay, look at the best player. Look at that best player in your team or your club and think to yourself, what is, what is that best player doing that I'm not? That's your, that's your target. Become better than that player. That's what I did um, in my team when I was first starting out and I, had this, I made this conscious decision that I wanted to be a pro level, a professional player. I said, okay, who's the best player in my club? When I'm playing a small-sided three versus three, four versus four game in my club and we're playing against his team, I got to make damn sure that I play better than him. I got to take the ball off him. I got to score more goals than him. I got to I got to make more tackles than he does. We got to win that game against his team. And when that started happening, I noticed I started becoming progressing above him, becoming a better player than him. That was my target, and that's what that's what gave me the fuel to succeed and and get better and get better and improve. Because says all I want to say to everyone here is never give up. What is yours will come. Put a hard put a hard work and you're on the right way. Yes, bro. I'm putting the fist emoji there right now. Boom, 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 boom. Yes. All right. Great. Um, so I think I think that's it, guys. Any other questions? Who I don't know how to be confident in myself. Okay, this is the very last one. I'm not gonna put too much um, explanation in this. The way to be confident in a soccer or sports situation is train like the way you want to play. If you want to play the best in your team, train that way. Train with intensity. If you want to be loud on the field, train. Scream. Scream for the ball. People might think you're crazy. You're in that field. You're screaming to yourself. But who cares? You want to be the best player. So what do you do? You do what people don't. Yes, I want the ball. Yes. Yes, Marcus. Mark, Mark. Yes, turn. So you want to play with loud, loudness? That's what contributes to confidence. That's why I'm saying it. Then train. Train that way. Train with intensity. you got walls around you. Play with one touch, two touch. Demand the ball. Dribble with speed. Train the way you want to play. And that's what will give you confidence. It might not happen after the first training session. It might not happen after the second. But if you stay consistent with it, you train the way you play. And in that game, you're not afraid to make mistakes. Because listen, everybody makes mistakes, Michael. If you're not afraid to mistakes, you will succeed. And it might not happen the first time or the second time. But if you stay consistent at it, there'll be one game you'll go and you'll play on fire and you'll attribute it back to this advice that I just gave you, bro. I'm serious. I'm serious. Guys, that's all the time that I have for. Thank you for being patient. Thanks for waiting with me. Um, my name is Nick Humphreys. I'm from Train Effective. I am the, I started Train Effective five years ago and now we're based in London. 
here with a great team. Um, I'm super pumped today because uh, we had a guy, Robert. Um, Robert just joined us from t- from Tampa, Florida, and um, he's going to help us get these these podcasts out over the next few weeks. And um, I'm just very excited to get more podcasts out. I'm very excited to not be the only one talking. I want to get other people on the on on this and keep doing it. So Sean, Michael, Yike, and Ivica that have raised these questions today. Thank you guys. Um, if you've got any more questions, ask at train effective. If you want to ask those questions directly to me at Nick Humph is my Instagram name. And um, yeah, TikTok. you want to see new TikToks, go at Nick Humph too. Cause I'm doing TikToks there too. But um, listen, man, 2020 vision, I'm just pumped and I'm just ready to hustle. So train effective people, stay effective and stay effective for life. All right, guys. See you guys. Peace.